Potty Podcast Football. I am Dan. Without me today is Andy. He couldn't make it. Uh, but nonetheless, we've got his picks for the spread and the over-under this week and for a couple of prop bets. And uh, this is leading into the week 14 season of the NFL. We are getting to the end here. If you're in fantasy, playoffs are around the corner. If uh, you're watching regular football, the playoffs are around the corner. We only have was it three weeks left. Uh, we had a night game last night for Thursday night. If you didn't watch it, I don't blame you. It started off very ugly. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Minnesota Vikings. The Steelers were getting three. The over-under was 44. I had picked Steelers and over. Andy had picked Vikings and over. And uh, the Vikings the Vikings ended up winning 36-28. to 28. It it was not. It was not a good game. Uh, it was what was it, twenty-three to zero at halftime, and being the Vikings, I actually thought they were going to give it up. I thought at the end they were going to find some way to lose it because it is the Vikings. But Alvin Cook decided to play, uh, so he did exactly that, going twenty-seven attempts for two hundred and five yards and two touchdowns on the ground, uh, and then one for seventeen in the air. So if, if you had Dalvin Cook in fantasy, you were doing great. If you had just about anybody in this game, you were doing great. Justin Jefferson, 7 for 79 and a touchdown. K.J. Osborne picking up the slack where Adam Thielen was not in. 3 for 83 and a touchdown. Now, granted, one of those was 62 yards long. Um, Chase Claypool, a good statistic game, but a lot of bad plays. 8 for 93. Um, Deontay Johnson, 5 for 76. James Washington. Four for 65 and a touchdown. All right. Fryermuth, two for 32 and a touchdown. Almost two touchdowns. And then Najee Harris, being the beast he is, 20 for 94 and a touchdown on the ground. They really didn't use him much in the air. Well, three for 10 and a touchdown. Jeez. That's, if you had Najee Harris, which I do in one league, it is delightful. Um, both quarterbacks going at it. Who would have figured Ben Roethlisberger would have been better than Kirk Cousins? It's... Yeah. It's almost painful to watch them at this point, but they pull out the win. So Andy already off to a good start and got one over me on me. But to the games this week, Raiders at the Chiefs. The Raiders are getting a whopping 9.5 points. The over-under is 48. We differed again on this one. I have Chiefs and under, and Andy has Raiders and over. He even made this one of his confidence picks. And uh, I just, I don't know. I would not bet this one. Uh, I lean... I would lean towards Chiefs, but nine and a half is so much. The Raiders have kind of been depleted. Uh, Their offense has been okay, but now they're going to be out without Waller, supposedly, this game, which I don't think Andy knew because uh, coming to our prop bet this week, I think he kind of messed that up. Uh, But Renfro, he'll end up having another solid game. He's always 10 for 90 uh, around there, so... He'll do well. He never really gets the touchdown. I just think the Chiefs' defense, believe it or not, is what's going to keep him in this game. Their offense has struggled. It is not right, and they are struggling to get right. Um, I just think the Raiders' the Raiders' offense is starting to get worse. Their defense is starting to let a lot up. This is always a good rivalry game, but being that's in Kansas City in December, uh, I... I think it's going to be Kansas City, but man, I don't like this one at all. Uh, The prop bet for this game was over under 150 combined receiving yards from just the touchdowns. I definitely going to take the under because I don't see Darren Waller being in this. And 
Not that Travis Kelsey can't get 150 yards, but man, that's a tall order. So I'm going to take the under on this one. And we continue with the bad games with Saints at the Jets. The Jets are getting five and a half. The over-under is 43. We both have Saints. I have over. He has under. He's made it his lock and a confidence pick. And I just don't know if I'm on the same page. Now, the Saints defense is not what it once was. All of a sudden, they are just, they've just been terrible. Granted, this is against the Jets. So you're feeling pretty confident. Um, Taysom Hill is expected to start. Kamara is expected to return. Ingram is out. Now, remember, Taysom Hill got that hammer finger uh, last game. I don't know exactly how that messes with you, especially when you're really more of a runner than a quarterback. But being it that it's against the Jets and that they're going to have their best runner, one of the best runners in the NFL, and Taysom Hill, who is also a runner, I think the Saints will beat this one pretty handily. Uh, but I could see the Jets actually giving them a run for their money for a good portion of the game. So I'm going to take the over, but I think the Saints, with giving up only 5.5, uh, is not too much of a problem. But don't be surprised if the Jets cover on this one. That's why I am staying away. I'm surprised he picked this for a confidence pick. Uh, next one is 49ers at the Bengals. The Bengals are getting 1.5 points. The over-under is 48.5. And, and we differ on this one. Uh I've got Bengals and over. He's got 49ers and over. So Joe Mixon's coming off an illness, but I, I think he'll still be good to go. He kind of struggled a little bit last week, but the running back core for the 49ers is even worse. Elijah Mitchell uh, expected to be out with a concussion. Uh, Debo has been having a groin issue, and so don't know if he's going to play. And that's, even though he's listed as a wide receiver, he's been playing a lot more running back because they've had... Elijah Mitchell doing so well. Uh, Jeff Wilson, also very nicked up. Don't know if he'll play. So this is, the the 49ers, this has just kind of been, it seems like their season every year is just, don't they're, they're constantly nicked up. Uh, but Debo didn't practice Thursday. Uh, Elijah didn't practice Thursday. Uh, Jeff Wilson was full practice with his knee, but it, it's he's still been having issues. Um, T. Higgins is finally healthy, and we've kind of seen what he's been able to do the last couple games. And Jamar Chase, he was one bobbled catch away from like a 60-yard touchdown last week. So I think he could still do very well against a 49ers secondary that is not great. So I don't know. I think it's going to be over either way. But I think, I'm, I, I think I'd have to lean with the Bengals who are just a little bit healthier right now. I do think this will at least be... An enjoyable game. I could see a lot of points. Clearly, we we both have the over on this. I feel like this is at least going to be worth a watch. The next game, however, not the case. So the Jags at the Titans. The Jags are getting a whopping 8.5 points. The over-under is 43.5. And, a half. and uh, we both have the Titans on this one. Titans and under. Um, James Robinson was really the majority of their offense didn't practice on Thursday, which is a huge thing. He's had a heel and knee issue. Uh, if he's in, he's going to get a bulk of the carries because they, re- I mean, Carlos Hyde, he's not going to do much. Uh, and on the other side, the Titans are just so, un- everyone is injured. Everyone on the offense is injured. Their defense has kind of stepped it up uh, since they've had to in the lately, but the Titans are coming down to not, not much. I mean, they're, they're running out Dontrell Hilliard and Deontay Foreman. Uh, they just let go of Adrian Peterson, who is now with the Seahawks, which is also sad. Uh, A.J. Brown, I believe, is expected to miss this game. And 
Julio Jones is out for the year. So, I don't know. We They, they do get Jeremy McNichols back, who was out last week with the concussion. Take that for what it's worth. I mean, it's basically like getting another Dontrell Hilliard or Deontay Foreman, a little bit more of a pass catcher. So, maybe they use him more as a receiver. Um, but this is going to be a, a hideous game. But I would take the Titans just because I'd rather have a beat-up good organization against a beat-up dumpster fire. Uh, Andy and I have also made this both of our confidence picks. Um, I offered a prop bet to Andy who will be the lead Titans back, Hilliard or Foreman, in this game. Uh, He hasn't been able to get back to me yet because he's out. But uh, once he does, I'll put that in. And hopefully whichever he picks is the wrong one so I can ridicule him about it on Monday. Uh, Next one is Ravens at Browns. The Ravens are getting two and a half points. The over-under is 42. Andy and I both took the Browns on this one. I took the under, he took the over, and he made it one of his confidence picks. I don't feel confident about this one at at all. The Ravens are beat up. Their offense is struggling. Their defense is struggling. There's not a ton going right for them. But on the Brown side, I mean, they've got a good defense, but their offense is kind of sputtered. I I mean, they really don't have any wide receivers. I've been big on Donovan Peoples-Jones. They do still have Jarvis Landry. But I guess they do have wide receivers. They just really don't have the quarterback to distribute it. Uh, Kareem Hunt is expected to return in this game, which is huge. They're coming off of a bye, which also they have an extra week to rest. They have an extra week for prep. Um, Ravens just lost Marlon Humphrey. So that's interesting because you should be able to throw all over them. But being the Browns and Baker Mayfield being so inadequate, there's a good chance that that's not even really a factor. Uh, look for Nick Chubb to have a big game in this one because the Ravens, you always think, has a good defense to be able to stop the run. They have not. They've been one of the best teams to run against in the last couple of weeks. So I, I'm i taking the Browns just because I think the Ravens are just they're just not ready. They're just not ready. They need to take a year off and just come back when they're healthy next year. Uh, next game is Falcons at the Panthers. Falcons are getting two and a half. The over-under is 42. We differ on this one greatly. I have the Panthers in over. He has the Falcons in under. And I've actually made this one of my confidence picks. So uh, the the Falcons, they don't, I mean, they don't have much on offense. They've got Kyle Pitts. They got a Cordell Patterson who has been beat to hell. And they got Matt Ryan who's been playing awful. Um the Panthers, now granted, they just fired Joe Brady, their offensive coordinator, who was kind of, he was thought of to be pretty great. He was offensive coordinator at LSU, uh, went to Panthers, and everyone thought he could have been a head coach straight from being an OC out of uh, LSU. I think they fired him to kind of do him a solid. The Panthers don't really expect to make the playoffs. Um, he can get a head coaching job basically anywhere, and they fired him, so he gets kind of a severance, because if he quits, he doesn't get any money. If he gets fired, he still gets gets uh, paid a big chunk of his contract. So I think they kind of did that as a, a favor and not because he wasn't doing right. But having said that, Cam only ran three times last game, and that's really his role uh, at quarterback now. His arm has never been great. Oh, he's got a good arm. He's never been accurate. And with, with him coming back, it's a surgically rep- repaired shoulder. He's clearly still not a good passer. He doesn't really get the offense is greatly different than he was here last time, and so you use him to run. He's on a one-year contract. You don't have to, you know. It's sad to say, but they can kind of run him into the ground, 
and it doesn't affect him at all. So it was odd that he only had three carries in their loss last year, uh, or last week. Um, I'm going to take the team that has better skill players. You still have Kamara, or I'm sorry, uh, McCaffrey. You still have DJ Moore. And the defense has been playing better. Uh, it's hard to see just because the offense really doesn't do him any favor, but I'm going to take the Panthers on this one. I feel pretty good about it. The Falcons just, I just feel like they ain't going to do it. Uh, the next one I think is going to be a better game than people expect. Cowboys and Washington football team. So it's a rivalry game, A. Uh, Washington football team is getting four points. The over-under is 48. We both have the Cowboys on this one. I have under, he has over. I think a lot of people are expecting the Cowboys to kind of blow them out. But Washington football team's defense has actually been playing better since they lost Chase Young. Obviously, I don't think it's because Chase Young has been holding him back. He's one of the best defensive players in the league. It's just weird how that happens sometimes. You kind of have to make up for your weaknesses and you get a little bit stronger. Um, Zeke ain't right for the Cowboys. They have to run the football. I mean, that can, can pass, and the receivers are amazing. But you have to have that threat of running to kind of open that up. Zeke has been, there's something wrong with his knee. Uh, Troy Aikman mentioned it in the, in the game last week. He's just not, he's just not all right. Um, and then Tony Pollard has been, he tore his plantar fascia, the muscle in your foot that kind of runs along, along the arch. He tore that. He's a running back and he tore that. So right now he's listed as questionable, which is shocking. If I tore my plantar fascia, I'd be laid in bed. So I think their run game is going to struggle significantly. Uh, Washington football team is getting Ricky Seals-Jones back, which is kind of good timing since they just lost Logan Thomas for the year. Uh, Obviously not as good as Logan Thomas, but still, he did pretty well while uh, Thomas was out. So I think the Washington football team could actually give them some struggles, and I think it's going to be a low-scoring game just because I don't see Washington scoring a bunch of points against the Cowboys because the Cowboys do have a good defense. So I think the Cowboys still win. I'll eat the four points, but I'm going to go with the under. Uh, Next game, oh, my God, Seahawks at Texans. Seahawks are giving up 7.5 points to the at-home Texans. The over-under is 41.5. You're 7.5 home dogs. That is rough. Uh, we both have the Seahawks in under on this one. We both made this uh, our confidence picks. I don't know how much you want me to go in this. The Texans have nobody. Their quarterbacks are bad. Their running backs are bad. Their defense is bad. Everything is bad. Uh, now, granted, the Seahawks are kind of in shambles as well. I think Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll are both gone at the end of the year, whether by choice or not. Um, but I, they still have a... They haven't injured Russell Wilson, but they still have a Russell Wilson. They also have a Tyler Lockett and a DK Metcalf. That's, that's still something. And so I think, I mean, the Texans are bad. They didn't, They got shut out last week by the Colts, who didn't even pass the ball. They just ran it down their throats. So I, I'll eat the 7.5 and, and pretty happily to do so. It's, it's, it's just an ugly season for us Texans fans. Um, we also had a prop bet on this one, and I offered it to Andy. Over or under ice creams, Cal McNair, the owner of the team, eats during the game. I put it at 13. He's saying under. He's eating Hot Pockets while he plays video games Indian style on his office floor. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, Cal McNair, the owner of the Texans, his father, Bob McNair, was the owner, then passed away. Technically, Cal's mom owns it, but lets him run it. 
and there's uh, a not well kept secret that he's referred to as Tommy Boy because during a critical uh, time during the Texans franchise when he was supposed to be running things they found him sitting Indian style on the floor playing video games so amongst the other owners he is known as Tommy Boy from the movie Tommy Boy and it's pretty appropriate the guy's a moron next is Giants at the Chargers Giants are getting a whopping 10 points the over under is 43 we both took Chargers and under. This is my lock. It's a confidence pick. This is going to be a, a terrible game. So Daniel Jones is out with a neck injury. Mike Glennon is out with, I believe, a concussion, which are he's questionable but likely not to make it. That means Jake Fromm, who's never taken an NFL pro regular season snap, uh, will play quarterback. He was the quarterback at Georgia, and uh, Justin Fields sat behind him for a while, but he couldn't beat out Mike Glennon, if that tells you anything. So this is a team that already struggled on offense. And Daniel Jones has actually got a great arm, is an incredible athlete. And when they went down to Mike Glennon, there was a it was significant a step backwards. So to go from Mike Glennon to Jake Fromm is a mess. And it's kind of terrible timing for the Giants because finally Saquon, Galladay, Tony, they're all healthy. They're all playing. Um, but And the Chargers are really good at covering wide receivers they give it up a lot to the running backs but I, Saquon is not the same Saquon of old he he's the guy who kind of needs to catch it in the backfield now and so I just don't see I don't see the Giants coming anywhere close the Chargers are starting to find, kind of figure out who they are again this is going to be a bloodbath I'll, I'll gladly eat 10 points on this one the next game also is offering 10 points the Lions at the Broncos Lions getting 10 points off of their only win of the season last week uh, Over-under is 42.5. I've got the Broncos under. For some reason, Andy didn't answer this one yet. Um, I'm going to take the Broncos. Uh, the Lions are off a, a hugely emotional win last week. Uh, not only was it their only win of the season, you could see it after they won. They thought it was the Super Bowl. So coming off that, the fact that they're just, bless their heart, they try so hard. Um, but I think the Broncos... The Broncos have just been playing better defense recently uh, after getting rid of Von Miller, which is also odd. But the 10 points is a lot. I I kind of want to stay away from this game. I wouldn't want to touch it just because the Lions are really good at covering the spread. They don't win a lot, but they can cover the spread and really annoy you. And the Broncos' offense has been struggling. I think, um, I think Teddy Bridgewater's coming to an end here. I don't think that's their plan next year anyway, even when he was signed this year. But... He's just he just struggles to get the ball out, and so I think it's a low scoring game. Uh, but I could see the Broncos winning by maybe seven. The Lions coming back and getting some garbage time points. But the next game should be much better. The Bills at the Buccaneers. The Bills are getting three and a half points. The over under is fifty three and a half. Andy and I differ greatly on this one. Again, I had Bills and over. He's got Bucks and under. Uh, these two are kind of similar in that. Their secondaries are garbage. The Bills wasn't, but then they lost Tredavious White. Uh, I think the Bucks win, but I think it's by a field goal, and I think it's going to be 53.5 is a lot. It's the most on the week. But, man, I think it's going to be that kind of high-scoring game. The, Josh Allen's got a huge arm. they got good receivers. The Bucks struggle to cover by, uh, wide receivers, and it's going to be kind of the same thing on the other end. I actually expect Lennon Fournette to have a huge game in this one again. Probably not as big as last week, but still to do very well. The Bills have struggled against running backs. And so I think 
the Bucks, you could see them use him, use Leonard Fournette to kind of slow the game down, run the clock out, and it could be under. But I think it's going to end up getting in a – the Bills, I just don't think, have the patience, and they come out and like to shoot. So I think it's going to end up being a much higher game. Uh, the next game is a, one of my confidence picks. The Bears at the Packers, a divisional game. The Bears are getting a whopping 12.5 points, the most of the week. And uh, the over-under is 43. So that means Vegas not only expects the Packers to destroy the Bears, uh, but for the Bears to get nearly zero points. Andy and I agree. We took Packers and over on this one. The Bears, man, I can't wait to see what they look like next year with a new coach, hopefully a new GM, hopefully a new offensive line. But because they, they have a lot of skill players, Darnell Mooney is a beast. Uh, Justin Fields, I feel like with the right coaching, could be really good. And then they've got three really good running backs. So this is going to be a good team in the future. I hope. I just don't. It just they're just so bad this year. The Packers are they're just going to destroy them. Uh, and then the Monday night game: Rams at the Cardinals. The Rams are getting two and a half. The over/under is fifty-one and a half. Andy and I again agree. Cardinals and over. The Rams are not the Rams we thought they were. They're very susceptible. And kind of like I was saying last time, they've had Jalen Ramsey playing more zone and kind of not shadowing their number one receiver. Because if he was still doing that, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they reverted back to this in this game. Because Ramsey and D-Hop have played a lot. Because Ramsey being with the Jags before, D-Hop playing with the Texans, it would make sense to have him shadow. And he usually does a pretty good job. D-Hop's still going to get his, a few catches because he ain't going to shut him down. But Jalen does about as good a job as anyone can. So I think, man, I don't know why they wouldn't. Um, Chase Edmonds is set to return. And so you could see a little bit less out of James Conner. I hope not. He's on my fantasy team. But I think they're still, I mean, I think they could still run against him. Aaron Donald's going to cause issues on with that. But I just think the Cardinals are kind of in a different tier. And when the two teams played each other uh, in the beginning of October, the Cardinals whooped them 37 to 20. And that's kind of they've kind of been a little bit nicked up since then, but they're coming off of uh, they're coming off of Kyler's last game last week, which was a bye week before that. He looked really good. And he had four touchdowns both through the air and on the ground. Uh, D Hop looked a lot better. I just I think this Cardinals team is kind of when they're healthy, they've kind of figured it out. I don't know what your answer is to Kyler on this one. So Cardinals and over. I feel pretty good about that one. But, man, primetime games are so tough. So, big grain of salt with that one. As always, be sure to check the uh, the injury list on Sunday morning because coaches like to play these things close to the chest. Uh, there's a few, a few players that are, are on the COVID list that have to be cleared by Saturday, and that could happen. It could go either way. So, Always be sure to check that Sunday mornings because that can have a huge, huge impact on your bet. Uh, We will see you on Monday. Hopefully Andy is back to go over all of our uh, predictions. Until then, catchphrase.